0: Good morning, Gators family, our parents and swimmers. Here is Dr. Lillian Kalisa. I'm here to share on mental health as we prepare for the Nationals 2023. This is material that is specifically meant for the Gators Swim Club, specifically for our children and us as parents to prepare. I thought it best to share this virtually because it's things that we should have started on ages ago. So as not to lose any more time and for us to be able to know these things and walk around with them, I've decided to make a short audio of things that I should have discussed yesterday. I hope you find it helpful. I hope you can make the time and share it with your swimmers, with our swimmers, as we prepare for excellence. So this is a PDF document I've shared should guide us through this. Please print it out, make it nice and cute. Put all the fanciness you want to put to it so that maybe it can be something you and the swimmer can hold on to. You can make it small. So that it's something that we can carry just to remind us of the simple steps and I've tried to make it as simple and as colorful and as cute as possible so that our swimmers remember that we have them at heart and the aim of this is to focus. So let's delve in and start straight away. So I want us to have a theme and the theme that I created for us for these nationals, I'm not sure if our coaches had one already, but for us for mental health, I want hashtag NTT. N that's going to be our sweet uh, our theme for swimmers in Gators Swim Club. NTN. That is no to negativity. That's the attitude we are carrying to the Nationals 2023. We are team NTN. That is no to negativity. So anytime we hear a Gator's mom or a gator swimmer say NTN on the Nationals, let's spring back. ...into the reality that we're keeping positive. No to negativity is where we start. So join me as we start. So I usually start on defining health. If I was doing it physically, I would have asked the swimmers, what is health to you? Even the parents, what does health mean to you? I have a definition and a mantra with which I live and teach others to live. And it's not my words, it's words that come from WHO many years ago. That health... Most of the time we say health maybe is when I have no disease. Probably that's the answer I expected. When I'm not coughing or when my doctor says my blood work is okay or when my stomach is normal. Sometimes um, it's people you've gained a bit of weight and someone says, hey, you're healthy these days. But from today, if just in case you don't know, is to share that health is a state of complete emotional, that is mental physical and social well-being and not merely having no disease and that is really specifying that's a state of mental physical that's your body and social your environment a state of mental physical and social well-being and not just a statement of I have no disease so with that I want to emphasize that most importantly is the mental your brain Dictates what happens to the rest of your body all the time. And it's sad to note that stress, which affects the mental and the emotional well-being, is actually documented, research-based documented to be a major cause of 90% of disease processes. And of course, here for our case, we mentioned failure. Many things that could happen before the nationals, failure or allergy, or you know, different things that could come, but mainly failure. And one of the things I've learned in this journey of being positive is that actually failure can be looked at in the positive. Remember, we are in team NTN. So failure actually is the one thing that we have between being a beginner and being an excellent winner, from being a starter to being, let's say, a national champion. Because failure is that one thing that gives you the opportunity to work better and achieve goals. So if we look at it that way, failure is actually opportunities that have been used from people worldwide to hold on and start on a journey of excellence. It's like a benchmark to excellence. I'm not saying that's what we should prepare for, but look, we have to be real. There will be some moments of failure. So can we prepare our minds to go n t n, not to negativity. That even this failure. We can prepare our swimmers if any of them is listening to this audio, that we can use failure as our asset. So let's delve in since we know that stress is a cause of major illnesses and deviation from what we want to achieve to 90%. Let us see how we can manage that in this season. And that is the way that I want us to teach or enable our swimmers to keep focused in this period. So I've prepared some mental management skills Some things about mental management that we can share quickly and run through. So one is visualization to dream. Visualization is seeing a beautiful reality before it actually happens. So visualization is enabling in this time, in this process, in this particular application is to see yourself performing at the level that you want and one that you know you are capable of. The last part is very important. Our swimmers, our coaches, know what our swimmers are capable of. I'll give an example. For example, if in a particular race a swimmer takes 30 seconds, that's the time that the coach has elicited. Is it possible that in the championships they can actually do 20 seconds? That's closer to impossible than if we say, can they do 28 seconds? That's more probable, right? So If that is the most possible, why should our swimmer be targeting to make it 20 seconds when we know practically it's possibly impossible, right? I'll give another example. If our coaches know, for example, a particular child is very good at a particular race and he wins that race or maybe has never won that race or maybe is usually number five in that race, is it possible that when they go to the national championships, they can win that race? and beat the national record for that race? Possibly not. So that is what I'm talking about, knowing their capability and what they want. So what they want should be in alignment with their capability and then set that dream rolling. That dream and visualization could actually be something that's out of the swimming area. Can say maybe I see myself holding having a gator's party to celebrate a win. I I don't know, whatever it is your child will be led to visualize. Ask them their dream, ask them what they see and let it be a reality in their mind before Friday. So that is what visualization is. And visualization enables you to live the dream, to live the excellence even before it happens. So that is mental preparation. Number two in mental management is to recall a win. Has your child or the swimmer gone through an event or a challenge that was set before them and they managed to beat that challenge? Is it possible that once upon a time maybe coach set out a challenge to you the swimmer? and you actually accomplished and went above and beyond his expectations? Could it be a challenge elsewhere that you overcame at school? Maybe you were faced with a very difficult examination once upon a time, and you actually aced it. Could it be a challenge that maybe you were supposed to, I don't know, you name it. Guide your children or you the swimmer if you're listening. What is one thing that you feel honestly genuinely challenged you could it be a previous national that you thought you would never win a particular race and you pushed yourself so hard and you actually won it so i want that to be the focus this week that we focus on a win that we've had in our lives and let that win be an opportunity for us to remember if i did that then this is the same body that is even better equipped to do better this time so i want that to be the focus and while we are doing that to trust the process trust the process that you have the best coaches and these best coaches have given their best ability for your win trust the process that you have an excellent team remember gators is the best team as we speak what are the chances that it's still in the same state no because the team process has been excellent and number three that you have a team of cheerleaders, your parents, your guardian, elite gym and swim, club, administration, everybody is in one goal alignment to have a win. So that process we have is excellent. So if we focus on that win and trust the process, chances are that we actually have whatever it takes to make winners mentally prepa- prepared for winning. And this, I'll take this opportunity to remind our parents that we are not coaches to our children, especially this time. This time you're their greatest cheerleader. There are moments when I've been pushed to push my son more than he should, but it's to remind myself I'm not his coach. If there's something you really, really need to share with your child regarding the swimming process and you feel it's fundamental, Use the opportunity to talk to the coach, something you have observed. But in this time, our role as parents and guardians is to cheerlead our children. That's our role. So trust the process. One, they have the best coaches. Two, they have the best team in Gators. Three, they have the best cheerleaders. Trust the process. And with that... Coupled with the greatest win they've ever had for a challenge they had, they definitely are on the winning team. And management number three is to focus. I've read a lot about what these athletes and swimmers do and people do before a challenge is to focus. And the best focus people use is breathing. Things that focus them on one particular tension. So one of the examples is the win. That can be a focus. But to be more practical and more scientific and give our body what it needs, I'm going to emphasize on using breathing as a focus. So I've read that shallow, I know that shallow breaths do prevent oxygen from entering the body and reaching the brain. So you know when you're anxious, you take quick deep breaths. Those deep breaths don't actually allow that penetration of the good gases where they need to be and instead an accumulation of the not very good gases that we need to come out of the body. So breathing exercises have been used to empower swimmers, athletes or people that in anxious states, even us as adults, to enable us to focus. Some people people have trained themselves to yawn before races because that enables those gases to get where they need to be. Fresh air. Some others have used mindful meditation, focusing on breathing. People that meditate actually, they enable themselves to focus on the present without any judgment, to focus on this time, to focus on our theme NTN, to find a focus for that time. So I'll talk more on breathing as we go to the practical steps. And the fourth one is to have fun. Have fun. To have fun. To have fun. Okay? Okay. Before swimming, before nationals, there were swimming. Before nationals, our babies were swimming, right? Before even Gator Swim Club, they had developed a love for swimming, right? So usually in practice, I tell patients, before you were a patient or before Lillian developed a particular disease, she was Lillian. Before you became hypertensive, you were a person. Therefore, I shouldn't define you according to your hypertension. The same thing. Our children are not defined according to the nationals. They are defined according to their love for swimming, their excellence in swimming. They are pushing themselves. They are disciplined in swimming. You know, they are good at other things. They are good at talking. They are good at gadgets. They are good. So have fun. Let these nationals be an icing on the cake to prove that you're fun takes you into resting okay so to have fun and usually uh, a tagline that I use is I can't change it I always remind my son lately we've been doing that you you can't change it when a situation happens and it's beyond you live in that situation for five minutes tell yourself I can't change it and move on So if we're having fun, for example, a race has happened and the person didn't win the way they expected, live in that sadness for five seconds, five minutes and be sad. But remember, I can't change it. NTN, I can't change it. I can't change it. I can only do better. I can only change the next one. So yeah, the mentality of it's having fun. We're going to have fun on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. With each each other's parents, we're here to have fun. So our children are swimming for fun as well. So those are the four steps. Visualization, dream big and dream practically. Recall a win and trust the process. Focus and lastly, have fun. I want to give an example of uh, focusing. For example, I'll give an example of my son. Often at time he gets uh, easily distracted by his nature. So sometimes when they're swimming and there's something we're supposed to do after the swimming, he gets quite, you know, he wants to run to, to do that other thing quickly. Mommy, did you do it? Mommy, are we going to do this? And I've been trying to use this time to train him and say, you know what, we are focusing on the one and a half hours you have with your coach. You know, the kids usually like to play after the game or they like to go and do the birthday parties. But to train them that in this moment when you're with a coach, let it be the best one and a half hours you'll ever have swimming. After that, let's focus on the party. Let's be present on the party. Let's have fun on the party. After that, if you have to play football for 10 minutes, be present in that football for those 10 minutes. Make them the best 10 minutes of playing. So that is just an example of how you can equip our children to be focused. So in this time, let's focus and keep our attention on this thing called swimming for excellence on the weekend so in this time to put out you know to put out i'll talk about it on the next steps to put out the negative things at al jazeera at a cholera heat where you know all the things that are happening around us can we focus our children our minds in this time, I mean, it's a matter of just four days and they'll be out of it. Can our focus beyond that? But remember, while we're doing that focus, we are not stressing. We are team NTN, no to negativity. So those are the mental management skills that we're going to use. But what next? What are the practical steps we're going to do without making it so theoretical? Step one is silence and visualization. Silence, visualization goes hand in hand with silence. It's a bit difficult for you to visualize when there's noise around you. So I want us to encourage our swimmers and our swimmer if you're listening to me to take at least five minutes. If you can do more than that, well and good, especially for the older ones, to take five minutes in silence, preferably in the morning. Take minimum five minutes focusing on your win focusing on what you visualized focusing on what you are dreaming attentive focusing you will get distracted maybe a thought will come through your mind acknowledge that thought and put it away because you have five minutes you can even set a timer and say i'm doing this for five minutes and before five minutes And no other thought is in there such things are the things people use for meditation most of the time we don't want to hear about meditation but guess what people that are so good at it have gone way ahead of us in accomplishing things that have moved the world because a moment of silence is the best connection you have with yourself with your mind and with your spirituality So even in that moment is a time that you visualize on something that will guide your prayer direction for Christians that pray or Muslims, that visualization or that vision that has come in your mind is the one that guides your prayer direction because that's the moment you're in touch with your inner being. So use that time of silence to focus on yourself, on your dreams, on your wins And that moment of silence, meditation, is like the best vacation you ever give to your body to come out of its problems. Even if it's just five minutes, it's the most intimate time you have with yourself, with your inner man. So two is affirmations. Affirmations and gratitude. So affirmations are statements you use to affirm yourself. Our brains are very good at catching on negative things, but we can teach them to catch on positive things by affirming them. Every day our brains are waiting for us to tell them what to do. So in this season, I want us to remind our brains to tell them in the morning, to affirm them. So I want you to work with your children to write an affirmation. An affirmation is a positive statement that that is telling you what you're going to become. So affirmations for the weekend. I'll give an example. I I could say, I, Lillian, I have been doing well. I am a good swimmer. I am capable of performing so well. And on these national championships 2023, I, Lillian, I am going to excel. I am excelling. I am the best in this race and I confidently acquire the 30 seconds that are my aim for this rest that's an example and affirmation another one I Lilian, I declare that I am healthy I know my mind plays me but I speak to my mind to concentrate I need it to pay attention on Saturday on Friday and Saturday and Sunday to pay attention to my will. that's another one another one I Lilian. I am a winner. Regardless of what happens, I am a winner. I have won before, I have won today, and I win on the weekend. Whatever happens, I am a winner, and I celebrate my being a winner. Another one. I, Lillian, I am an excellent swimmer in backstroke. On the weekend, I am putting my foot forward to swim with the best best backstroke that has been swam in the nationals. I know I can do it. I'm confident that I have all it takes to do it and I will do it. You know, your child could have been sick and say, I Lillian have been sick. But sickness does not define me. Today, I am healthy because my mind is in the right place. Therefore, my body will respect my mind and therefore my environment will attune to the fact that I am healthy and I am in good shape to go and do the nationals and do them excellently well. So those are examples of affirmations. Put whatever you want in there, but let it be positive. Share it with your child. If they've made their own, let them narrate it. If they need to read it, let them read it out loud. Let them say it when they're on their toilet seat. Let them say it when they're in their car. Remind them, have you said your affirmation in the morning, at lunchtime? So that on the rest, those are the things that are going to be going through their mind. Not, did you remove the shirt? Did you do this? Have you done? No, no, no. We are going to keep our minds in the positive affirmation for us and the children. So that is the power of affirmation. And affirmations tell your brain what to do. So when they're in that water, their brain is going to be remembering what needs to be done and will cause their bodies to do exactly that. So in the process, to add in gratitude. Through this time, no negativity, the best positive way to remove negativity is to be grateful. A mind that looks for gratitude will not focus on negatives. So this is a time to remind us swimmers and ourselves to be grateful, be grateful for our coaches, be grateful that I have the opportunity to be in a club, be grateful that we have a new tent, be grateful that we are all healthy, be grateful that our parents are available, are around to support us, be grateful that they are nationals, be grateful that they have an opportunity to be swimming. There's a lot to be grateful for the good weather, that USF got a, a place for us to swim, from you know there's a lot to be grateful so in the process of affirmation at gratitude focus on two or three grateful things they have for each day and then the third practical step is reading and watching swim related literature videos audios in this season please let's take out whatever is not in that area I know they need to relax, but remember we are focusing them on the win. And these are things that have a research-based and I have read and listened to what athletes do. These guys actually swim these races in their minds and in their mental preparation before they go on pitch. When they go in the arena, it is just an opportunity for swimming to take care of itself. But they've already done the mental work. So in this time, I want us to download videos for them to watch of swimmers, swim strokes, how they win, what they do, you know, news of swimmers, get old newspapers. Some of you have made profiles for your children. Can this be a time for them to read through their profiles again? Um, Profiles of swimmers, stories of winners, athletes, it can be anything sporty. But in this season, to read and watch literature that is sport best preferably for swimming that will keep their minds in that mode for the 3 days and guys it's just a few days and they'll go back to their video games to their you know mind blocks or whatever it is that they have to do afterwards but for now that is the focus for those that are still in school give them small little things that they can take print for them something tell them to read at break time you know anything that could support them in this journey remember we are their biggest cheerleaders So that is reading and watching literature, YouTube, read a book, or whatever it is that we could use to focus their minds on the sport. And lastly is exercise. The last practical step is exercise. I envy our swimmers that wake up and swim. Exercise is the best to start your day because it puts your mind in the right state for the rest of the body to be functioning. So our swimmers have been doing exercise quite well. So um, the stretching exercises, the swimming, the gym walk, but I want to put emphasis to breathing as an exercise. So there's scientific breathing, okay, there's a normal breathing that we all do, but there's one that we call diaphragmatic breathing. So, the diaphragm is that muscle that's between your throat, uh, sorry, your chest and your abdomen. It's that muscle that separates the upper part of our bodies from the lower. So, that muscle is the one muscle that has two functions it has both voluntary and involuntary. So, voluntary means you, you know, you instruct your muscle to do something. So, like my hand, it, 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 I tell my hand to move and hold the cup. However, a a muscle like the heart, the heart has muscles. You never know that your heart is pumping and yet it's pumping. So that is involuntary. It's working without you being aware. But if it fails, your mind gets aware that it's failing. I'm putting it in simple terms. So the diaphragm is that muscle that works. You you know it's, it's there, but you don't know that it's working. And it's working even as we speak. But it has an aspect of it that is voluntary. And we never use it. So, diaphragmatic breathing, or what they call deep breathing exercises, enable us to use the voluntary side of that muscle. So, deep breathing exercises help to reduce cortisol. So, cortisol is the number one stress hormone in the body. It helps to boost mood. And how does it do these things? When we are anxious, we take deep, we take shallow breaths. We take in oxygen, and we're racing. You know, so those are shallow in-breathings of oxygen, but we don't have the deep one that takes the excess gases gases out of the body, that takes our body out of states of being acidic. We don't have that state that takes our bodies back into the right pH because we're having shallow breathing. So when we do deep breathing, it enables maximum entry of the good gases and maximum exit of the gases that cause harm to our bodies that don't need to stay there longer. And in the process it removes or reduces the stress hormone cortisol it boosts mood by releasing if the stress hormone is down then the feel-good hormones the happiness hormones come up serotonin dopamine i won't go into the deep science and in the process you're improving mental health it improves concentration and this is research best so you have sustained attention So you become more conscious and present in the situation. And it's this deep breathing that people use in meditation. The one I've talked about, silence and meditation. They allow you to focus on your breathing. And that intentional breathing actually is therapy to your mental body, to your mental and the body as a whole. It lowers the blood pressure and heart rate. And isn't that what our our swimmers need, especially now as they prepare for the finals? And then also remove steps of, removes stale air from the body as we take the deep breath. In the process, you're cleaning out the body and allowing clean energy to come out. So that's exactly what our swimmers need. So I will quickly demonstrate what deep breathing is. So that is, you take a deep breath, taking a deep breath with your chest for 4 seconds, hold it for 7 seconds and excel in eight seconds and when you excel you're pushing your tummy out you're excelling through the tummy not through the chest let's give it a try one two three go hold it exhale So hold, exhale for 8 seconds. Actually, exhaling through the tummy feels a bit more painful than the inhalation. So that prolonged exhalation is actually the best part for the deep breathing exercise. I want us to practice that 4-7-8. 4 seconds in, 7 seconds hold, 8 seconds out. If they're not able to keep the 8 seconds, you can do 4-4-4 or 4-5-5 or 4-6-6 and keep prolonging practice that and this is the technique they're going to use before their essence and when they do that you and i know that one we are reducing cortisol we are boosting their mood giving them better concentration reducing heart rate and blood pressure and removing stale air from the body and allowing clean energy and happiness so thank you ladies and gentlemen that's what i had to share I wish you all the best getters. We have prepared and prepared well. We have all it takes. So share those flyers with our swimmers. Let's have fun. And we are already winners. Thank you for this opportunity. If we're able to meet physically, I'll be able to answer some of the questions that come from this. But I really, really want us to enable our swimmers to start on this journey. Because the preparation needs to have started way before the races. All right. Take care and bye-bye.